Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. So, PJ, before we get into these games, another narrative to watch here is if your team is still alive in the tournament, how difficult is for it, how difficult is it for you to look at this game without any bias and without any of your gut like creeping up and saying, "Okay, I can't take my team because people will think I'm biased." It's impossible. It's everything. Like that's how I analyze these games. I do not like betting and saying nice things about my team because then I know if they lose, I feel like I had jinxed them. Like I did something on, uh, you know, to do something bad towards them. With that being said, though, if I was trying to be as unbiased as possible, I do like San Diego State to cover this number for a couple of reasons. The first being Chelsea in March Madness, whenever it looks easy, it never is. I've just learned that through the years. Calipari had a quote about that a couple of years ago. Um, when they were in the Sweet 16 against Kansas State and the region looked like it was just Kentucky's to lose. That's when you had Kentucky was like the five seed, Kansas State was the nine seed, and then it was like Loyola, Chicago, and Nevada as the other game in that region. And, you know, you look at this region and you're like, it's Alabama, it's San Diego State, it's six seed Creighton, and it's 15 seed Princeton. And I feel like everybody just think that Alabama's a lock at this point. People are just already penciling them into the final four. And I just know that when that happens, when people get ahead of themselves, when they think it's too easy, it never is. I also think the Aztecs actually match up well with Bama because one of Bama's strengths is their depth. They play nine or ten guys. 
Aztecs are the same way. They go nine deep. All their key contributors are juniors and seniors, so they're an upperclassman team. They're veteran, and they were one of the best defenses in the country. They guard the three-pointer extremely well, so they match up really well with Bama. I think seven and a half is too many points. And another way I think you look at this spread, Maryland was seven and a half for much of the days leading up to their game against Bama, and San Diego State seven and a half. I don't think San Diego State and Maryland are equal teams at all. I think San Diego State's much better. I think they're better defensively. I think they're better offensively. They have they're they're more veteran. They're more experienced. So I, I think all the value here is with San Diego State. I think people are, are very high on Alabama right now. They have the best player in the tournament. They have the best overall team. They're so good on defense. They're very good on offense. So I understand why people like them. But I do think the Aztecs match up well, Chelsea, and I would take them plus seven and a half. Just so the people at home know, PJ went to Alabama. So that's right. why he's arguing for the case of San Diego State, among other reasons Correct. that you just listed. <laughs> um, but it yes. can be difficult because you don't want to like hedge your happiness or you don't want to put your happiness on the line. And also like your professional, like I'm not going to say your career, but like your take here and you know making a stand for your team but pj i think i'd go against you here i think i like alabama because what do we expect offensively from san diego state because it's not like they get a great matchup either alabama is one of the premier defenses in the entire nation so i think if you take two great defenses which i think san diego state that's their calling card is their defense they slow team uh slow games down they will you know uh hold opponents to like 60 points but I don't think that's going to be the case here. I think when you are facing an offense that's this top tier, it doesn't matter what defense you are facing. Like, do you think anybody's slowing down Brandon Miller and company? I'm not necessarily sold. So let's look at San Diego State when facing some of the better offenses on their schedule. Uh, St. Mary's lost that game 68-61, played Arkansas. And I'll say San Diego State took them into overtime but they also gave up 78 points and then to Arizona lost that game 87 to 70. It should be noted that those games were way back in November, but does that give you pause when playing San Diego state? If this game turns into, you know, who can score, you know, in the seventies, I don't have a ton of faith in San Diego state. Uh, agreed. And that's where Alabama has the big advantage. I think the only way San Diego state, if you like San Diego state, I think this has to correlate to an under. Like they mm -hmm. can't, they can't win a shootout. So I think that's one way to bet this game is you can correlate the Aztecs covering the number with an under. But like you said, Chelsea, I mean, that's what makes Bama tough is we forget how good they are defensively. You know, they have Brandon Miller on offense. They have Javon Quinterly. Noah Clowney is going to be an NBA player. You look at all the talent on offense and you forget that they're one of the top five defenses in the country as well so they can play a low scoring game that san diego state wants to play but they can also play a game in the 70s or 80s where i don't think the aztecs will be able to match them it sounds similar it sounds cliche i should say and it sounds easy but it really just comes down to whether or not bama's hitting their shots because if they're hitting their three pointers chelsea if they make like 9 10 11 three pointers it's going to be tough for the aztecs because they just won't be able to match that offensive firepower that the Tide have. The other X factor I kind of wanted to get your take on was 
sometimes we see these teams who are in cruise control and nobody's touching them. Alabama has been so dominant, not only in the NCAA tournament, but also in the SEC tournament. Nobody came within 10 points of them. So if we see yeah. San Diego State make a run late in this game, we've seen it. Like, look at Purdue and how they responded under the spotlight, which I know has been the case for Purdue all season long. But do you think there is a tinge of that factor here where Alabama may not know what to do if they are down in this game? Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Potentially for a couple reasons. The first being that a ton of their main players are freshmen, right? So Brandon mm -hmm. Miller's a freshman. Jaden Bradley's a freshman. Noah Clowney's a freshman. Mark Sears, who's one of their starting guards, played at the University of Ohio. So even though he's a veteran guy, he's an upperclassman, he's never played in the tournament before. So it is a concern. The one thing I will say helped Bama a lot. Earlier in SEC play, Chelsea, when they were like 12 and 0 to start conference play, they were beating teams by an average of 12 uh, of 20 points per game. Like they were at a historical clip where they were just waxing people. Then when all the Brandon Miller stuff came out, they had a four game stretch where they were losing every game at halftime. And I think playing in those kinds of games, struggling, having to play close games, I really think helped them a ton. I have to give Nate Oates a lot of credit, too, because Javon Quinterly won co-SEC Player of the Year, and he has been starting ever since the SEC tournament. He realized Bama needed a spark, so he brought Quinterly instead of off the bench to a starting role, and they have been looking like the team like they did to start SEC play. So I have to give Oates a lot of credit for that. Quinterly in the starting lineup has made a huge difference. But I think that four-game stretch that they went through where they really struggled, if they were to play in a close game, whether it be this one or down the road, I think will be big for them moving forward. They did play in a couple of overtime games just in February against South Carolina, which I don't know if you put that a point in their favor, and that game against Auburn, which I feel like that's different because it is a rivalry matchup. I kind of expected that one to be close even though the mm -hmm. disparity on talent, you know, is certainly there on paper. So we'll see with Alabama. PJ and I are split. I think I'm going to be on the tide. He's going to be on San Diego State. So let's go on to the next game on the slate as we dive into 15 seed Princeton against six seed Creighton. We have the Blue Jays laying nine and a half, total of 140 and a half. PJ, I have absolutely loved what I've seen from Creighton. Thus far, and I knew as soon as my Wolfpack, the NC State team, drew Creighton in the first round, I knew it was not going to be a great game. Creighton is such a balanced team, great on defense, uh, their offense firing on all cylinders, but also 
we are talking about a nine and a half point spread and a Princeton team that clearly has been undervalued in the market. So where do you stand on the spread? I think you got to take Princeton with the points here. Like you said, they've been undervalued. This is not a 15 seed. This should be like a 13 or a 14 seed. They're really well coached. They're a great defensive rebounding team. One of their big guys is going to be in the transfer portal after this season. He's going to be at a big time power five school. So they have players. And what I've been most impressed by with Princeton, Chelsea, that Arizona upset. Normally when you have a 15 seed beat a two seed. Usually the two seed struggles and, you know, they shoot like 30% from the field and Princeton, you know, will shoot like 55% from the field. Princeton struggled shooting from the field just as much as Arizona did. And they just found a way to win that game. And then again, it's Missouri, whatever they wanted offensively, Missouri's defense is awful. Princeton exposed them. Creighton's another one of those teams too. We were talking about this with Tennessee earlier Creighton's another one of those teams. As soon as they get your hopes up, they kind of let you down. I am concerned about that. And these 15 seeds, three straight years now, we've had a 15 seed in the Sweet 16. We had one last year in St. Peter's make it to the Elite Eight. Princeton's going to have no fear. They're not going to be intimidated. They're not going to, you know, shy down from the moment, the bright lights and all that. So I just think this is too many points with, a Creighton team that's really never been in this position. All the pressure is on them. Princeton, once again, is playing with house money. So give me the Tigers to keep it close. Also, Chelsea, I think I'm going to sprinkle some of that money line. Wouldn't shock me if they pulled the upset either. Ooh, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be that bold, but I will take the nine and a half because you need a blowout almost for Creighton to cover the 10 points here. Because even if this game is a blowout, wouldn't Princeton still be playing with some pride at the end of this game? And I think this is squarely a market play for me. Princeton has been way too undervalued in the market. If you look at their last six games, they have been underdogs in four of them, or in four of them, and they've won outright uh, in all four of them. It's not just been the tournament stretch where they won as 15-point dogs against Arizona, six and a half against Missouri. They were also three-point dogs to Yale. Uh, last game, uh, I believe it was probably the conference tournament where they punched their tickets mm -hmm. to the NCAA tournament. So I'm going to ride with Princeton here. It's too many points. And, you know, this is a Princeton team that has proven that they're way too undervalued. So it's not even a matchup play for me. I like it. I think it's a great numbers play. Another thing that's in Princeton's benefit is the fact that Creighton only forces turnovers on 14% of opponents' possessions, which ranks 356th in college hoops. So they're not a team that gets up in you and really suffocates you defensively. I think that works with Princeton's benefit. Yeah, same page. Same page, my man. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.